Diddle-a-dum-dum, British Strongman Podcast. So today we're going to talk about our new venture, which is the the YouTube channel that we've made that we've been been wanting to do for ages. Which uh, you've got your own, haven't you, Shane? The MST one um, with some good videos on there. But I wanted one that we were that basically because we we use the podcast as a resource, don't we? Like people on messages stuff, like people who aren't clients, for instance. And instead of like taking up time replying, we'll just send we'll just send them to a free a free resource, which is great for us because it save, saves time. Whereas, um, like we've said before, the the there's quite a lot of people who get a lot of value from listening to us, but there's some people like myself, for instance, who I do better if I can see visuals and study visuals. So, um, yeah. So we thought it'd be a good idea to get some get some videos. So we um, we paid to get some recordings at the at the the seminar coaching session that we did on the first of May, and um, the videos have come out and the we've got like about twenty videos of worth of content with some brilliant stuff in there that um, there's some great stuff that because obviously I was talking with a with like a like working with a couple of people to the side, Shane was doing like, say some stuff that I didn't even hear him say. And then I watched back on the video and it's like, it's great stuff. So, um, so I've started drip feeding it into the YouTube channel. So to find us on YouTube. So please, if you listen to this, please go into YouTube, search for British strongman coaching and then, uh, and like the page, uh, subscribe to the page. And then please um, share on social media channels. Um, and also, end, um, we've got, and also we've got on the 28th, 28th, is that what it is on Saturday? Um, we've got our next group of guys in, girls there, guys and girls come in. So we'll be able to get some more footage and then we're going to be doing that monthly, aren't we, Josh? Um, so yeah. if you want to come down and obviously get the, the coaching, make sure you get in touch with Josh because, um, you know, it's looking like it's it's going to be a pretty pretty decent group of people that we might get back consistently. So spots might be a little little uh, hard to get. So get in touch with Josh um, and get booked. on. Even if you can't make this Saturday, book the one for uh, June because you'll get so much value out of it um, but if not just subscribe to the YouTube and you'll be able to get some uh, little kind of nuggets that we post on there but obviously you're going to get experience everything if you actually come down whereas on the YouTube you're just going to get little little free gems and nuggets here and there yeah um, and, and and to be clear the, the motive for us like we're at the end of the day, we're, we're both, we're both you, you you put a bit of a rant on uh, Instagram yesterday, didn't you? Um, and I thought it was good. Yeah, I deleted it so, sometimes. You know, you do stuff and you're like, 20 minutes later, you're like, wow, why did I say that? <laughs> yeah, but but I thought it was good in terms of the message that you got across when you said, when you actually said, look, you, you don't need to be, you don't need to be doing more work, but it's just what you're addicted to doing. Like, you're, you're always going to be, and we're both the same on this. Like we're never, we're never going to settle. We're always wanting to, right. How can we, how can we do more? How can we be more effective? How can we be, get to more people? 
this thing, this thing frustrates me. So how, how can I fix it? How can I kind of stop the frustration happening for other people? Why? And, um, I think that, that, that's like, like branching out to the, to the YouTube thing and this group coaching thing. I think it, I think it's absolutely brilliant because like it, it helped it, it's so good being able to help have having the facility to help so many people for free. Like this, this podcast, for instance, like what did we hit the other day? 10,000 downloads or something, 10,000 downloads. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know how, I don't understand the analytics or whatever, but. Sounds a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, for us, it makes it worth doing, doesn't it? If you think about it really. I know there's a bit of fucking about uploading it afterwards and stuff like that that I do and sharing it on Instagram. But really, like, what have we done? 60 episodes. So 60-odd episodes, averaging maybe an hour-ish. 60 hours work, of which, to be honest, we've, 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 we've learned so much from each other, from guests and stuff like that. It's great to just talk about stuff and reflect on what's going on at the minute and stuff like but we've been able to help so many people. Like, how many people that message you or tag you on social media because they don't even know? And you're like, "Oh, I've been applying this thing that you've said. Thanks so much." Like, yeah, like, like you said with the group thing, the intention isn't anything really more than uh, you know helping guys out that want to get one-to-one yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? It's uh, exactly. it's. It's not some grand money-making scheme for us. Uh, no. Well, that, that, that's it. It's obviously, uh, like I said, last week I really enjoyed it and all the guys were, were like you say, sh- quite shocked and blown away about the things they learned in such a short, uh, you know, 24 hours, isn't it, really? But to be able to take away loads of information uh, for, for 50 quid, you know, that's not going to happen in a one-to-one, is it? So I think the group environment is actually better anyway. Yeah, de- definitely, because... And th- this is what I've said to pe- people who've tried to book in, like, one-to-one in the last week or two. Like, I've st- I've said, look, this is just going to be so much better value, like, for what, for what you're paying for that and the time that you'd have with, like, say, me or you. Like, if someone travels a long distance to book an hour session with you or me or whatever, or an hour and a half, two hours, and they're wanting to go heavy on a couple of events, like a lot of that time spent resting in it. Whereas if, yeah. you've got, if they've got like a big four hour session and while so-and-so is resting in between his set of his log, we're jumping over, helping, looking at somebody else's yoke and say, look, I'm not fucking talking to you while you're warming up. I'm going to go and help these guys get up to your working weight and then we'll see what's going on. Like, it's just... <clears throat> such a more efficient way of um, of like coaching and helping me run it and getting um and and also as well for 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 you for me and you I think the like I kind of like online say programming coaching model or whatever there's like there's like quite quite a lot of people who fit in that mold of you know what it'd be fucking good if we could like they live so far away, but it'd be brilliant if we could just see them like once a month, once every six weeks, just to this thing that I've been queuing them on, in the program. And we've tried it. They showed me a video from a couple of different angles and we've tried a couple of different tweaks. 
like just seeing someone in person and just be able to just do it is just invaluable, isn't it? But yeah, um, and the other side of it, they got there's guys out there that are quite comfortable programming themselves that yeah. don't want to pay a coach, but they do want a little bit of a you know eyeing on some of the moving events so they can take that information and apply it themselves so it fits really well for them because currently I didn't have something available for people like that um, yeah. you know all I had was well I can coach you um, you know or I guess I could look at a video for free if I wanted to but now there's an actual something that they can come down face to face take information away and then go and, and apply it themselves. So I think it fits a lot of groups. It's, it's good. Yeah, and an, another another thing that fits well is the um, is pe- people who have uh, other people who have coaches as well. Like people, like there's so many people out there who like say say message me for instance, and they're they're buzzing with their their coach, and they don't want to leave the coach or anything like that. But they're just like say maybe I've like say one lift that we have might might have a more bit maybe a different approach in uh, in improving that lift where they could they're welcome to come rinse us for the technical feedback and then um and then go, go and apply it within their program with their other coach um, yeah or if, they, or if we're just closer and the coaches you know they're up north coaches down south and it's easier to get to us, you know. It's uh, we ain't like I said, we ain't the type of people that will be uh, trying to snag clients or something, are we? So no, definitely we're pretty, not. Pretty content to let you learn some bits and then crack on with your coach. Um, yeah. All right. So we get into this. Uh, get into this yoke before we chat about that for ten hours. Yeah. Go on then. So we'll we'll um, we'll just talk a couple of points that we. Uh, I suppose we talked about the at the at the seminar with the yoke. So actually, I released this, I put this video up to YouTube. I didn't share it to my IGTV yesterday. So it's actually Shane talking for three or four minutes, um, and he's breaking down um, yoke. And you can see uh, Dean's uh, footwork improve as a result. Because actually, Dean, I remember Dean saying, actually, he was saying that. When he gets something like when he gets to 300-ish yoke, he goes all shaky and he goes all wobbly. And he said, do I need something like, uh, do I, I need to improve my core. I need to improve my core strength. Oh, no, I need to improve my... And this is what a lot of people think. They think that they need to, or they're wobbling because they need to improve that kind of core stability or they need to do some planks or whatever. Whereas actually, you improved his... Um, improved his foot his stride mechanics and footwork so therefore he was um instantly a lot more stable regardless of the weight so do you want to say what you 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 say what what you the the general gist of what you what you did and what you see with a lot of people well it was we'd been we've been doing um yoke for speed at slightly lighter weights um but he'd got into a habit of doing uh, to increase his speed, he was increasing his stride length. And when he was doing 190 or whatever it was, but roughly probably up to, like you said, up to 300, he was probably okay. 
because it wasn't like he had a drastic increase in stride length. It was, it was quite hard to notice. It was probably, you know, an extra three inches on his step. But obviously, when he got to that weight, he, he was loading his front leg. Uh, you need to keep your legs kind of evenly loaded, don't you? And you don't want to stride so far that you put 60, 70% of the force through that front leg because it's going to cause loads of instability and it's also going to make the thing that I, the reason why I like it the best this cue is because I think it really changes the recovery aspect of, of yoke. Like if, you, if you're yoking with this long stride, you're kind of loading that ankle, knee, hip on the left side loads. Then you go into the right side and it'll just batter your lower body and your hips and stuff. So not only is it making him unstable, but it was making him, like I noticed in his training, he was saying like, uh, oh, I'm struggling to, you know, do this, this and this on Monday after yoke on uh, Friday, Saturday, whenever he did it. So I was like, well, we'll take a look at... Uh, yoke when you come down and straight away in person I noticed the, the stride length difference it's kind of hard on video because that is outside at night so you can't you know and you can't really tell um but as soon as in person I was like right let's just shorten this stride at the lighter weights and when you want to go faster you need to step faster instead of thinking about stepping further so we just brought his stride length into heel to toe area so, so wait there that's it that's a golden one they just said so step faster, not further. Nice. I like that. Yeah, and um, you want to look like Roadrunner, really, don't you? Just going really fast. Um, and then your stride length will be the same at 190, at 220, at 250, 300, at 330, whatever. Your stride length will be the same. And um, as soon as he changed that, I actually made him go a little slower to get used to it. I was like, just slow it down like 2%. Like, stop trying to get there like a bullet and accelerate as you go. In, instead of starting off, because when you're obviously confident with it, you can do that. But when you, you know, I'd literally just changed. So I wanted him to take a few five meter steps. And then once he'd kind of felt it, accelerate. And um, yeah, we applied that all the way up to 300. And um I can't remember whether he did 300 for 20 metres or 320 for 20. Yeah, I think he did 40, didn't he? I think, I think he did 40. I think it was 40, yeah. But he was struggling to even get 20. Like, he was just about making 20, um, you know, in training uh, with, like, 280 area. And then that stride length difference, it made the yoke consistent because with those bigger strides and getting wobbly every step, and the upper body moving up and down, et cetera, and loading those knees and hips so much harsher. When you're doing a long-distance yoke, it just snowballs to the point where you feel like you're falling and, and, you, and you're going to you're gonna have multiple drops. Whereas when he was stood with, uh, striding with a closer stride, he was just consistent. He got to the end, drop turned, and replicated it on the way back. And obviously... 40 metres is a long way with the free joke. He's feeling it, but it's more muscular feeling and obviously cardiovascular rather than this like battering of your body, if that makes sense. I'm sure everybody's felt it on yoke where it just feels like it's smashing you. And that's just because of the uh, the stride leg. You're almost turning it into like a, a mini lunge if, you, if you're taking a, a big stride. 
and that's why I think people get the uh, bad recovery from from yoke. Because I noticed it because when I first came back yoking, I, I only did f- uh, five six weeks in a row. But the first two weeks, I was striding too long myself, and um, yeah, the next day my hip flexors, my knees, my, even my calf, that like everything was just. And it wasn't like a Dom's feeling; it was more just like I've done strongman, you know, that different feeling. <laughs> Uh, but then the week after, I think it was because I watched your video on stride length, actually, because I was trying to pinpoint what am I doing wrong that I didn't used to do. And then I was like, well, I'll try this stride because I do look quite long. And I changed that. And yeah, for me, straight away, I did a much better yoke session. And then the next day, I felt like I could yoke again, whereas the previous weeks, I was just um, hammered. So it's not something that just inexperienced people do. Even if you're experienced like me, but maybe you've taken a bit of time off yoke, it can just be a little bit of a bad habit you get into. So I do encourage you to take a look at your stride length and um, just just check and see, am I going too far? And if I go a little shorter, do I feel more stable and planted into the ground? And um, do I feel like I'm not, you know, getting hit with the weight as much and, and, and recovering better from the, the sets and the session. You're very good at this uh, short stride length on yoke, I think, because you're very, you're very fast, but really efficient. And that's what I need to, to, to get up to. Because when I got up to the heavier yokes, I lost my foot speed a bit. So this is what I'm going to be trying to work on myself, trying to get a bit more Josh Lank's uh, foot speed. Yeah, so... Thing that I worked on with the 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 guys which help you people is a general cue that I see throwing around thrown around as priority with with to be honest I, I'm not going to go into it around but um, on most exercises like when people are new to a certain exercise the thing that they that a lot of people focus on is bracing is bracing is bracing before they've even learned optimum positioning. Whereas I was explaining that, say, the yoke's a good example where people focus so much on bracing that sometimes the, the, because of the bracing, they don't realise that the, the, the kind of the brace is like kind of affording them a kind of shit position without them even realising, if you will. So pe- people are getting so tight under the yoke and the yoke might be... The, the, the balance, they might be standing up and the, the yoke might be pulling them forward ever so slightly, but because they're bracing and pulling on the yoke, like it's not pulling, pulling them anywhere. So actually they're just use, using loads of energy, pulling on this yoke to actually just keep it in equilibrium, to keep it balanced, which is just fucking stupid and inefficient and a waste of energy. And I saw, there must have been three or four guys doing it and I got them to... I got them to say, right, on the next set, completely relax your arms and uh, don't pull on the yoke, don't make any tension. And um, and then one, one or two of them said that, oh, well, now, now I feel like the yoke's pulling me forward. So I said, right, well, the, if, if the yoke's pulling you forward or backwards, that's the message that you need to alter your torso angle to keep the yoke yeah. over, over your centre of mass, over the middle, over the midfoot, say. So instead of b- pulling on the yoke to make it feel balanced, like a couple of the guys actually just 
change the torso angle and they were like oh this feels a bit fucking weird and and i said yeah but do you feel like you're being pulled anywhere by the yoke and they're like no it just feels like almost weightless and i said right well, let's go let's go and move with it then and don't 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 be pulling on it don't be bracing don't be creating tension don't go tight in the lats tight core all that stuff just move with it and just make make the weight appropriate so you can so you can do that without bracing and then they did that and then i got them to scale up the weight and then what once they found that optimum position and the like optimum position on the back and then the the torso angle the angle of lean or whatever then i got them to layer it and and like add in the tension as they were go as they were going along rather than just generically creating tension before you've actually learned what's the optimum position and literally like everybody who tried it was um like noticed noticed a massive difference didn't they um yeah so there was- i'm there me for uh I never, I'm honest with you, I never tell people to brace. <laughs> I'm a bit of a nightmare for that. Because I just, in my head, I know this sounds fucking, I mean, obviously with a new, new lifter doesn't understand bracing, I would, but most people I coach, I kind of assume, like, you know how to brace yeah. and hold tension. So I never mention it, like, I'll just get them in the right position. Yeah. And then be like, right, off you go. And assume that they're going to brace in that optimal position. Um, but like you say, you don't want to you don't want to brace so hard that you don't you know because once you once you're that tight, you don't you can't really feel what's going on, can you? You just feel you yourself putting the yoke in the position or whatever that, the, that you're pulling it into. Whereas if you just stand up with it, like when I yoke as well. I wouldn't even say, you know, people say pull or push the yoke, and I used to do that, but I do, I do pull in a bit, but it's not like that's the overriding cue in my brain. You know what I mean? I'm not pulling in at like yeah. a thousand percent. I'm just kind of pulling enough to make sure it stays still, and then walking. And I've always been that way. I've never uh, really, really overly exaggerated any of those cues because I find if I'm in the right position, like you say, it just kind of feels, feels, feels right. If that makes sense, I can't explain it. It just feels right. Yeah. And a a point that I was making, I was was explaining to Mitch, like he was doing like, what was he? He's training for like 400 for 40 meters. Is it? And yeah. How how long is that going to take? I'm not sure what 30, 40 seconds or something. It's, yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be over the 30 second mark, aren't you? For most, it's not gonna be fast, right? So I actually said to him that if he's trying to like if he's trying to brace all the way, like he's on his way back, he's 30 meters in, he's fucked, he look, he's fucked, but he's still moving. There is no chance on earth that he is still br- like bracing and pulling in that yoke tight. He's literally. It's literally about survival at that point, and he and he's just focusing all of his energy into into just keeping it moving. And it, the only way he's keeping moving at that point with that four hundred at the thirty meter mark is if that yoke's in a fucking good position. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my point is, like, I think a lot of people may may actually be better if if they find this optimum position from the start, and actually all that energy that they're putting into creating this brace. 
Like actually just put all that energy into fucking striding out faster. Like guess uh, yeah, you think you think pulling in, pull it pulling in as hard as you can on the yoke. After twenty seconds, you're gonna basically uh nothing the failure near enough, aren't you? You're not gonna be able to pull in anymore. Um you know, because cause these yokes that these 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 guys are doing nowadays over uh, the longer distance that heavy, like you say, it's a lot of time under tension on the yeah. run anyway. You don't want to add more stress well, by weeks. You sit in your fucking computer chair now and pull up on your computer chair for 30 seconds, you'll be fucked. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it, like it, it's, it's not as... Um, like especially for long distance stuff, I don't think it's as as beneficial as um, or as important as you um, as people think. Yeah, because you were a fifteen meter sprinter. You know, you can pull in as hard as you want. It's not make a difference, is it? Because it's going to be over in less than ten seconds. Um, but when when you're doing like like Mitch is an example, that's a perfect example of. I don't think many people in that. Co- Pump are going to be doing that yoke in under under twenty five seconds. So, um, you know, you're looking at 30, 40, even even fifty six because a lot of them guys are going to be having the goal of, you know, let's just finish this yoke in the time limit. So you ain't getting sixty seconds of uh, max uh, max brace, are you? No. And then the the other thing that we covered was uh, hand position. Um, so hand position on yoke. Should we have it high? Should we have it low? And you know what? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say what we said about this because I'm going to say go and go and check out the YouTube um, channel and uh, watch what we said about the hand position on the yoke, the yoke bit, and whether we should have it high or low. And you don't even know, do you? So you you go go and fucking check it yourself. Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Was it me saying it or you? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Just a bit of clickbait for people. Yeah, um, yeah so we'll, we'll leave it at that, Shane, anyway. You got anything to add? No, no. I think uh, I think that's fine. I think the only thing I would say as well, um, just a little bit of advice for some people, some of that I've learned over the years, is for me, I would say if I'm if I'm training for a yoke in a comp, if you have access to, or you can, I say you've got a couple of strongman gyms in your area or whatever. I really think it's quite beneficial to um, just just now and again change your yoke and um, don't get too used to training on just one yoke. Obviously, that's not the best scenario for everyone because sometimes you just have one yoke and that's all you got. So you got to Stick what you got, but if you do have the opportunity to, I really do think it's quite beneficial to change your yoke now and again, just because you do get yokes that feel harder and yokes that feel easier. And to me, anyway, from what I found, there can be like quite a drastic difference. Um, so I do think, um, if, if you are training for a comp with a yoke in and you don't know what that yoke is. Get one or two sessions in on a different yoke to what you're used to, and just uh, see what you've got to do. Because I think for me that it's just the position can sometimes slightly change, like where the weight is, how it feels through my body, the crossbar thickness and stuff like that can make a little bit of difference to how it feels on your back. 
And uh, it's just good, in my opinion, on Yoke to um, just get a feet, especially if you've got somewhere with, I think you said it, I thought your Yoke was really good, you know. And I was like, I love this Yoke, it's fucking it's class. And Curtis was like, but you know, this Yoke feels really hard compared to the Chaos Yoke. Um, and then after a few weeks, he's got used to it again. But it's just uh, another thing where, you know, it doesn't matter. How, like, Curtis is obviously a good yoker as well. But that first week, he was shocked by the yoke. Um, so I do think uh, I would advise you, if you can, to just have a bit of a play on two different yokes. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. And what I would say as well to add to that is... Like if you if you're if you're you're training yoke specifically for a comp and you've got a time target, you know you're doing a 320 for 20 meters and you know you can hit it in 13 seconds or whatever in, in your your gym. What I would say is prepare either side of that. Prepare for it to be a little feel a little bit lighter, prepare for it to feel a little bit heavier. And um, because like we've we've touched on your uh, your mechanics and your technique is going to change depending on like say if you're doing a 320 but you go to a comp and it feels like 290 it's fucking completely different um and and an example of this because we'll go i suppose we're going into a bit of depth in depth for it when i did the um when i did the uh, comp at hull last year there was a 320 kilo car uh car yoke so for me at the time, I thought, right, that's quite heavy. What I want to do, I don't want to, I want to make sure the pickup height is, is the, the crossbar is quite high. I'm not bothered about that much clearance off the floor because I'm not going to be fast with it anyway. Um, and I just want to make sure that that neurologically, that pickup feels easy. So then I can just get into my stride quickly. And then on the day, I picked it up and it felt really light. And I was frustrated because I couldn't, I couldn't step out with my feet and I was like, this feels lighter than 320, but I couldn't step out with my feet because I'd set the crossbar high on purpose because it was, I was expecting it to feel heavy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I competed at the weekend with a car, car yoke and it was a 300 kilo um, car yoke at Rotherham. And for some reason, for me, it felt it felt a lot heavier than like for me. I'd be aiming for three hundred for twenty meters. My gym comp setting. I'd be aiming for ten sub ten seconds, uh, definitely. So I was thinking even even if with on a familiar unfamiliar piece of kit or whatever, I'd be thinking like aiming between ten and twelve seconds at like at three hundred, and then at the weekend. I did, I think it was like about eight, 18 seconds or something. Um, and looks hard to step up as well, that because I don't know, I saw a few videos like the back tires bouncing on the floor and stuff. Yeah, but, and... But, but, but honestly, mate, it felt stable, it just felt, it, oh, just, yeah. felt heavy. it just felt heavy. There's no no excuse for it, like it just felt heavy. And they were, they were, adults. they just pick them up and go, Oh, it's about 320. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they, they were adamant that it was it was three hundred kilos, and like a few other people said, "Oh yeah, yeah, it feels fine or whatever." Um, oh, right, okay. And I still I, I still did relatively well in it against like people who knew what kind of standard they are on on that, if you will. Like I finished where I, I would do normally, I reckon. 
Um, yeah. But the times were just a lot slower for everybody. And the point is that, um, but to be fair, like I, that, that's why, that's why in training, when I do my yoke training, I'll do, I'll do like the weight that I'm supposed to do for a comp, but I'll also do some heavier sets. I'll also do some light sets for speed. I'll also do some heavy sloggy sets. I'll also do some sets where I build up to the weight slowly. I'll do, I'll do some days where, what did I do the other day? I'm sure I did, did I do like three, something like 320 for 30 meters straight in, no warm up. Like, and I did that purposely because, and I was like, this is going to feel shit. It's going to feel slow. It's going to feel heavier than usual, but it, you're going to get comps inevitably where you get no warm up. And th- that was an example on Sunday where I competed and it was cold outside and windy, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, right, come on then lads. 105's over here, straight in. <laughs> and like, I thought, brilliant. This is great. I've trained for this. You know what I mean? So I think every, every everybody can benefit from doing that, <clears throat> and a good good little protocol for yoke actually for people who need to if you've got access and you want to bring it up, say for instance if you're somebody who needs it for a comp and you think fuck me, I'm uh, I'm re- I'm fast on farmers but I'm not quite as good on yoke, um, I need to fill that deficit. If you're somebody who oh I need I'm I'm getting shin splints when I'm training yoke. I need to build up some conditioning or whatever. So a good little protocol that I, I use for people to bring in a secondary day of yoke would be doing something like 10, 10 by 10 meters, at say 50% of your comp weight, say you're training for a 300 yoke, doing like a 10 by 10, um, 10 sets of 10 meters with say 30, 40 seconds rest. Um, like you could do that after you deadlift day or your overhead day or whatever and just plug it in you could use it as a warm-up or whatever and you can practice these kind of positioning cues that me and Shane have talked about today and we talk about on the on the YouTube YouTube thing um, and another little disclaimer as well like we little reminder we always encourage people to go and give it a try what we're saying but we're not saying anybody else is wrong or that you that you should be doing it our way I, but I do encourage everybody to find out their own philosophy and find out what works for you. I'm not just sitting on the fence saying that, saying, oh, yeah, there's no right or wrong. Like, there are so many variables and unique variables that we have to account for, for, like, individuality and stuff. So just, just fucking go and, go and give some of the stuff that, I tra- that we, we've suggested a try with lighter weights, and see, see if it helps. Like, it'll help a lot of you. But the people that it doesn't help, don't worry about it. Don't say, oh, we're fucking, these two talk shy. Like, <laughs> like, like get, get back to us and actually, t- like, t- tell us what works for you. Like, maybe things that we, we haven't covered and we'll talk about it in the future. All right? Yeah. Peace out. Cheers, Peace mate. Out. See you Saturday. Charge yeah, up, you up your GoPro. I have, I've got it right here, actually, over there. Can you see it? No, can't. It's just a fucking virtual badge. All right. There oh, yeah, is. I can see it now. I can see it now. All right, mate. Right, Stan. See you later.